Hey, what's up, guys? It's Big Cat. Before you start listening to this episode, I wanted to let you know that we're running a special sale on all Barstool merch. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. What it is! This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, no. But he does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead, tell me something right now. Yeah, I'm living a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always doing Oh, yeah. <laughs> Another episode of Hard Factor presented by the Barstool News Network. It is Thursday, Super Thursday, March 5th, Hell yeah. 2020. Yeah, and uh, Pat, is since we're finally to Super Thursday, Pat will give us a Super Tuesday uh, election update finally. If, if you didn't catch our live stream on Tuesday night, which shame on you if you didn't because it was. Yeah, fantastic. if you weren't one of the 71,000. Hey guys, yeah. we, we are, I want to I want to make something clear. We are going to try uh, on future shows where we do a live stream. We're going to try to give you the update of what happened that evening on the next morning show. Yes, uh, got a lot of feedback asking for that. So what we are being asked to do not not they're not asking us to do this, but what we would have to do is do the live show and then do a podcast later, like afterwards. Yes, yeah, so it's good. Late we'll, into we'll, the night. We might, yeah. yeah, we might gear these these a little bit differently in the future, yeah. and we might use a different platform if because we, we love our, you. We love try you. to we get want, our stream yeah. a little fresher too. We want to give you guys the, the, the best stuff. Yeah, I yeah, blame it, Spectrum. <laughs> and then, uh, so Pat's going to give us the uh, Super Thursday update, and then uh, Mark West and I'll take us through a lightning round of other headlines. To get us going, Pat. All right, guys. Super Tuesday is over. And the results were unexpected, to say the least, as 14 states opened up the polls for primary voting in the presidential election, amongst other uh, different elections that were going on there. And Uncle Joe Biden it was off 15 states in one territory. Uh, it was 14 states, one territory. Was it 14 and one? Yeah, yeah the, 14 and one. Yeah, the Samoa oh, yeah. always throws people off. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. not quite a state, gotcha. but they do produce a lot of units, so they're an important territory. Uh, Uncle Joe Biden mopped the floor with the other candidates in the Democratic field, which is surprising. Most of all to Joe, who couldn't quite figure out how he won two days before the votes were even cast. But I'm sure he'll be put at ease today, being that it's Thursday and he he remains victorious. Right. And for those that don't remember, Joe Biden said Super Thursday. On Monday, I believe. Sunday or Monday. He said he called it Super Thursday. Classic gaff. Right. So now his brain is finally caught up to his body. Caught up. And And he's not asking any questions. He's not asking. He's just yesterday was really nerve wracking for him because he still was just a little bit confused because he thought, did they go back in time and vote? Did they go forward in time? How did this happen? But kudos to Joe. He he did well. He did well. But it's Thursday, Joe, and you're the winner. So Joe took uh, Alabama roll Biden. Uh, Arkansas, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Kakalaki, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Virginia, and perhaps most surprisingly, Texas. Texas. He took the whole South. The whole yes. South. And Massachusetts and, was And Massachusetts and Minnesota, yeah. I agree. And in total, the forgetful fellow from Delaware picked up 380 delegates, bringing his estimated total to 433. That's a lot of delis. Uh, and in a rousing victory speech, Joe demonstrated his aptitude for diversity and confusion by mistaking his wife for his sister in a yep. slip uh, that uh, America hopes was not Freudian. Yeah. Um, Do you think that they actually switched sides or 
No, no. He was like, you, you switched on me. Yeah, they clearly yeah, they, didn't switch on me. They him. switched on me. They pulled the old switcheroo <laughs> yeah. on Joe. He do doesn't pe- Do people just not care that he's lost his mind? Is that the no, they don't. Not. They don't. People it, just literally don't care that he's senile. So I'll, I'll definitely say Trump, when Trump was running, he was the oldest president running. And, and uh, I think it was the first time we saw someone that old. Right, running for president, like and and winning. So we were like, oh in man, a while, in a while, yeah. There was some, like yeah. The so there's some things did. Trump was doing that you were like, ah, I don't know if his brain's all there. Biden's like uh, ten times worse than that. Oh well, yeah, uh, yeah like least. it's not even the same. I don't even consider them the same uh, level mentally these days because he Trump can speak in complete sentences. So. Yeah, that's true. But I will say in that last debate, when they asked uh, the candidates, what do you think is a misconception about you? And uh, Uncle Joe pulled out his charm pants, did a little wink and gun at the camera. was like that. I have more hair than I do. And I was like, bam, he back tr- on top. He's charming. What a charmer. Uh, yeah. Luckily, for yeah, Joe, his- but you know, what's not charming is that how the party had to uh, align behind him to get him the nomination. That's not going to be charming for all those Bernie supporters who uh, are going to get butthurt for uh, eight years in a row now. Absolutely. A lot of dejected Americans today, no matter what party you're a fan of. I think we can all agree that uh, right now the the candidates that are, pre- that are preaching change are a lot of times the more attractive candidates, the anti-establishment guys. Uh, and Biden is not one of those guys. So I think there's a lot of people feeling no. left out in the cold uh, and just kind of confused. Uh, back to Joe's speech. Luckily for Joe, his wife was, in fact, actually there uh, because a couple of protesters rushed the stage and Jill, his wife, went full Michael Orr, protecting her husband from what would have certainly been a career ending concussion. Hottie and protective. Yeah. Close she's, call. She's there. a winner. <laughs> close call. So if I think that's and again, like, going back to Joe, I don't want to sound whiny. I think that a lot of the people think that Joe will peak will pick a lot of Jill's to surround him. And that's why they're going for Joe because yeah, his, that's, he'll, that's, be, he'll be. But he's at the he's at the middle of yeah. it. That's the thing about a general election that people don't seem to be grasping. Everything is a lot of hope. party. Yeah, everything's party versus party till you get to a general election. Then it's person versus person. Yeah, right. And I, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to beat a dead horse. No, we'll, no, no. We'll, look, we'll continue to. Yeah. Something weird happened the other day. I think a lot of people. Uh, it's name recognition. That's always interesting to see where name recognition goes. Biden's obviously got the most name recognition out of anyone. Also, you know, for for some reason, in the last couple of weeks, people stopped talking about climate change. And uh, I don't know. Something weird happens when elections come close to happening. Well, Pat, I mean, what what happened was the orders came down from the top of the party to right. for everybody, for Amy and Pete to 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 get out of the race and then endorse Joe. And then for mm-hmm. every single local rep uh, in those states to go out and tell their constituents to vote for Joe Biden or else you won't get campaign funding in the future. I mean, it was just a calculated move and, and, it, and it worked out. It's incredible that it worked out. I mean, it's cold, cold blooded. They're being rewarded for it. So, well, who knows it'll work out for America? Uh, Progressives like Beto O'Rourke and uh, revolutionaries, I should say, like Beto O'Rourke, self-proclaimed. And uh, and uh, progressives like Andrew Yang on CNN were just sucking on uh, Biden's wiener Mm -hmm. and the DNC's wiener because they're toe the line, too. They're all toe the line. It didn't happen. They all Mm -hmm. pretend it didn't happen. But it did. Obviously, the, D- the well, DNC, of our faces. The DNC luckily, just endorsed Trump is what they is is what they did. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. That's one way yeah. of looking at it. They're just but, running scared. Uh, anyway, guys, some but not uh, all, enough states were feeling the burn, leaving Bernie Sanders uh, understandably frustrated. Burn dog won the powerhouse. That is California. Uh, he won the Mormon stronghold that is Utah. He won smoke weed every day, Colorado. Are you and- allowed to vote shirtless in California? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, it's it's in it's in their state constitution, uh, and he won Vermont. Uh, so 
Whoops. Uh, he picked up a respectable 388 delegates, uh, bringing his estimated total to. Uh, well, let me get the estimated number for you guys. No, it's, I think I think he's at 388. Yeah, he picked total. up 308. 388. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he had like 50 something before. He's behind Joe, and he lost yeah. to Joe overall in delegate count on Tuesday, and he and he was uh, behind to go in, and now he's behind by like 50 delegates. It's crazy. And yeah, things yeah. would have been really different too if it weren't for that pesky Warren, who's like an anchor dragging down the USS Bernie. Uh, let's kick it over to the other candidates. Like all rich kids who don't win things, Michael Bloomberg pretended that he lost interest in the game uh, and officially dropped out of the race on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's now he's now bragging about how much money he's going to spend on Joe Biden. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. He uh, he he. Unfortunately, he broke the gigantic oversized hearts of American Samoa, who voted Bloomberg as their choice handily. Uh, <laughs> number two, Tulsi Gabbard in that state want to go to Samoa. Want to hang out there? They got he- some interesting ideas. He uh, ran so he ran so many ads in American Samoa that they were like they were like North Korea out there. They thought he was probably like the new like yeah. God. They thought he was God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, They're like looking up in the sky. Yeah. But guys, I think it's time Statues to of Bloomberg <laughs> popping up. <laughs> well, they just got the one channel. Yeah. He dominated the marketplace. Uh, let's take some time to look back at Bloomberg's bizarre campaign. So Stop and Frisk Mike was in the race for roughly 118 days, spending a staggering 570 million dollars of his Ooh. own cash on his campaign uh mostly in the advertising space that breaks down to about 4.8 cheese or 4.8 million cheeses a day or roughly 68 million cheeses for each one of his nine delegates and look guys i'm not saying those nine delegates aren't sick they're sick but for a moment let's explore what mike could have gotten instead of those nine delegates so uh he could have bought uh every single american a mcchicken yeah, that, been, yeah, the, that was a great tweet though. That we got the person that thought that the a million was a million dollars each. No, no, <laughs> bad math. It's a yeah. dollar and a half. Each. One dollar, yeah, yeah. 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 dollar and change. <laughs> yeah, McChicken with with some ranch sauce, or according to fe- uh, <laughs> feedingamerica.com, he could have fed a, a million hungry families for a year. Uh, he could have built thirty three Mount Rushmores of himself, which I bet in two hundred years or so would have achieved the same effect as winning president, because people would have thought that he was president. Mount Rushmore is pretty cheap. Yep. Well, yeah, and that's I did the really inflation. cheap. I would think that yeah. you'd have to spend all that money to build a new mountain. Mm-hmm, 33 yeah. of them. I did the inflation calculation as well. Uh, wow. He could have purchased the Weather Channel twice. Here's one <laughs> I found that I thought was interesting. He could have won like the Mega Millions or Powerball uh, if he purchased every combination, which is like 303 million. He could have easily won either the Mega Millions or Powerball if he just waited till it was over 303 million. So he could have won. Both of them, essentially, by buying all of the combinations. Cause he, oh, wow. Cause he, yeah. Yeah. Dangerous, d- dangerous situation there, though, Mark, is you might have to share the jackpot. True. Yeah. So they outlawed that after that Australian dude did it. I think he did it to the Virginia lottery um, way back in the day. He bought less every- combos. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Less combos in Australia. Yep. Anyway, guys, all those things would have been better uses of his money than than this. Uh, let's chat Warren for a second. I think her defeat on Tuesday was best summed up by CNN's Dana Bash, who said, quote, and she's talking about uh, Warren's loss in Massachusetts. She lost to a man who never even campaigned in her state. Mm. She's the senior senator in Massachusetts. It's an embarrassing defeat. Uh, but instead of calling it, Warren gave a speech on Tuesday evening vowing to never give up and probably talking about how she once wanted to be a teacher. Problem is, guys, with Until coronavirus. Thursday. I know. With corona- <laughs> coronavirus afoot, though. Out. There's no way that Warren can sustain her main outreach program of taking selfies with everyone with a phone. She um, didn't. She didn't take selfies um, after the defeat. She was. It was the first time ever. She just got on the no plane. selfie line. Oh my no. goodness. Oh man, that's bad. The campaign's that, that, over. Campaign's. Yep. She's quitting. Hang the boots up, lady. 
Um, so here we are, guys. Uncle Joe looking like he's going to get the nomination, right? Well, maybe. But the New York Times poll aggregator currently has Sanders still leading in terms of popularity at 28 percent with Biden at 17, Warren at 14. So imagine how good Bernie. Well, yeah, look yeah. I mean, if Warren drops. So the future of the race is if Warren drops, uh, you know, Bernie has a chance to have a huge uh, Tuesday next week with Michigan because he's got I know he's got a, a like not maybe not a huge amount of following there, but a very strong following in Michigan. So like. You know, he he could he could make a bounce back and make this thing. I think Biden a, a wins race. it, even if Warren doesn't drop out, and I don't think Warren's dropping out anytime soon. If, right. Yeah, we'll see. That's a big. It's the it's, Lauren Warren is the linchpin of the. I whole don't think thing. Warren likes Sanders that much. Remember they got in that tiff we were talking about that right. earlier. And our boy yeah, Tom yeah. Starr tried to break it up because he's a peacemaker. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Tom Starr. Tom Starr's dropping out. Uh, yeah. Trump won every state handily. Uh, in other news, Washington. Uh, <laughs> In other Washington news, Chief Justice John Roberts released a statement chastising, chastising Chuck Schumer's comments at a rally that he made. Uh, there was a rally for abortion rights advocates, uh, and he said, quote, I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. And uh, John Roberts came out essentially saying that that was a threat. And what you're doing there is emboldening people to incite violence. People are pissed. Yeah, that was a crazy. Uh, the, the, this is this is about Schumer's speech. Yeah, yeah, that was a crazy speech. After he got off the stage, you should check out the videos of what they were screaming after. Right after he got off the stage, that I'm not going to repeat it. Compliments? I'll, I would get in trouble. Compliments? No, no, it was like <laughs> it was pretty nuts. Well, we'll check the video, guys. And hey, real quick, if you want to make a little bit of money with us, you can uh, gamble on these uh, primary elections that are continuing uh, through the next month or so. Uh, you just got to go to predictit.org slash promo slash hard factor 20. It's the website where you can gamble on the news and politics in a stock market format. If you go to that unique URL I just mentioned and you deposit 20 bucks, we will match your first $20 deposit. Uh, us for Alpha Cash Dads. Big Thicket debuts this week. Big Thicket debuts on our <laughs> Friday show. It's our pick show, our predicted pick show. So we'll uh, tune into that if you want our picks on how to make some money. But it's predicted.org slash promo slash hard factor 20. Sweet. All right. I'm back. Uh, And I'm going to talk about the coronavirus. I'm back on Corona because I'm not scared of it. I'm sick of it, but I'm not scared of it. Uh, I hope all of our wildly public events go through at South by in a few weeks. Uh, So today I'm going to do a literal lightning round of Corona news. Uh, All bad. Pretty much all bad. So the World Health Organization declared that the coronavirus mortality rate is 3.4% higher than previously reported. The rate is low, like well below 1% for people that aren't infants or elderly, but that's higher than was you know expected. South Korea confirmed three new deaths and 438 new cases. Yeah. What's that? Well. Oh, nothing. Uh, it, it's it's very low. Uh, like it's like one For, in one. Our age group is like one in a thousand tenth of a percent. Died. Yeah. 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 South Korea confirmed three new deaths and 438 new cases of coronavirus on Wednesday. That's 35 deaths and almost 6,000 cases for for them. 14 new cases of coronavirus in Malaysia. Italy is closing every single one of their schools and universities across the country from today until at least March 15th to try Any to slow down the spread Italians. of the virus. Uh, the Pope <laughs> tested negative. Here's the good news. The Pope tested negative for coronavirus after he fell ill and canceled events days after showing solidarity uh, wow. being near coronavirus victims. So thank God. Uh, Lockheed Martin suspended work at the F-35 
five fighter jet factory in Japan as the virus continues to spread there with well over a thousand confirmed cases. The House of Reps passed an eight point three billion dollar coronavirus response relief package on yesterday and the Senate will vote on that today, probably because the U.S. has one hundred and fifty eight confirmed cases of coronavirus at the time of this recording. Also, there are 11 passengers and 10 crew members on the Grand Grand Princess cruise ship, which departed from San Francisco on February 21st that are symptomatic for corona, likely from the virus just being on the ship. Uh, It was just floating around on the ship. I'm going on a cruise this summer. And now super fun and popular multi-day house music festival ultra has been canceled later this month in Miami. So just do your drugs at home, I guess. It's not the the same. Yeah. The new James Mm -hmm. Bond movie releases uh, release has been pushed six months out to fall because of coronavirus fear causing low estimated turnouts in theaters this spring. But jokes on them as some doctors and scientists think that like the Spanish flu of 1918, the coronavirus might come back in the fall. That second round was the deadliest round for the Spanish flu. And we don't think we will have a vaccine until the third round next spring or later. So fun stuff. No one knows where the Spanish flu came from, guys. uh, And no one knows where the coronavirus came from. It wasn't bat soup and it wasn't. um, So just stop like, you know, being racist and xenophobic to Asian and Chinese people. I know none of our listeners are, but also don't let that shit fly around if you see it. Uh, We're all getting this fucking virus and it's global now. So stop with that nonsense. It's like HPV. It is what it is. There you go. Just relent to the HPV. Fuck you, coronavirus. Yeah. What do you think they're going to do with that eight point three billion? They're going to like print flyers to hand around like, hey, don't touch things in public, but you got to touch this flyer. I think they're going to print. That would be effective. I think they're going to pay 3M. To print masks. I think they should ask Mike Bloomberg what the yeah. best way to s- spend you know, that money I mean, You know what they should do with this coronavirus, honestly, uh, is just kind of, you know, it's going to happen. Just uh, yeah. get get ready. Take your medicine. That's what I'm saying. Don't. You, it's, it, every, yeah. Everyone that's saying it's, it's, it's not as bad as the common flu. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Realize it's pretty bad. You're going to get it. You'll probably survive. Yeah. Well, I was, hold on. Uh, what the- I was listening really- to uh, the the news today, and there uh, there was a guy that runs a um, like a, a a home for for old people, you know, retirement home mm-hmm. or whatever. And uh, he was like, "Yeah, under the under the uh, uh, you know direction of the president, we're no longer going to concentrate on abuse and neglect. We're just solely going to concentrate on the coronavirus. So you know, nobody's going to get coronavirus in these old homes, but they're all going to be you know neglected and abused, um, according to this <laughs> according to this guy." <laughs> Well, it's old people. It's going after. Uh, that's for yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah, guys, I yeah. want to I want to give a little bit of context here. So in the uh, 2018 to 2019 flu season, about 35 million people got the flu. Thirty four thousand died uh, this flu season. Uh, an estimated 32 million people have gotten the flu uh, with 18,000 deaths. So a lot of people die from the flu. A lot. You know, you know who it, shouldn't the get flu, the, cor- the flu is, is is not comparable to the coronavirus. The coronavirus is about 34 times more deadly. And it's it's just round one of this motherfucker. The coronavirus it's, is it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's would, a pandemic. Well, you just it is, it is it. by far the worst thing since the Spanish flu. It would be and we better hope it's not going to come back in the fall mutated because it's it's you can't even fucking it's not in the same ballpark. People comparing it to the common flu are, are assholes. Hmm. Well, you know, yes. uh, you know, who's going to so. yes, you know, who's going to have trouble marker. with this thing is uh, either of the Democratic frontrunners if they catch it. So yeah, uh, yes. let's move it on to Space Mountain. We're, we're get, we got to get it going uh, where I have been sitting at the top of Space Mountain, smoking weed, reading space stories and teasing my brain with all the new possibilities lurking in the cosmos this week. Shout out listener Charles Hard of Hive uh, leader Charles for tossing these over my direction. First up. Scientists say that they have discovered the very first protein of extraterrestrial origin from a meteorite known as ACFER 086. That sounds pretty ominous. It hit Algeria 30 years ago and contains the protein hemolothin, 
Uh, inside the hemolothin are, are iron and lithium, the two building blocks for life. So we've got alien proteins just slamming into the Earth's surface now all the time. Sounds great, huh, guys? Well, I think I think we you got that it? confused. That the building blocks for life, the two of them, it's um, it's an egg and and semen. You're incorrect. It is uh, the two that the scientists said are the building blocks for life. I don't know. Uh, they say that these proteins are similar to the ones that we already have on Earth, uh, but nobody is telling me that it's definitely not the start to an alien invasion where the proteins take over the scientists' bodies and then the scientists slowly infiltrate our society you know, in like a, a Nairobu type scheme. So you always got to be careful out there. Make sure to use a lot of Purell. Don't get the coronavirus. Make sure you're looking for people with lizard eyes. So don't trust them. So you got to, that's what I'm saying. Maybe get a good pair of sunglasses. If you see a 90 so year old survive the coronavirus, out. it's because they're an alien. That's true. It, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a really good weed out system, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you, you just want to be careful because we have extraterrestrial proteins lurking around on Earth. You don't know what these things could do. Next up, scientists have, have wowed us once again with their big brains. They spend a lot of time looking for new Earths or new habitable planets since we're allegedly destroying this one too fast. Well, they've now confirmed the existence of G940b, only 90 light years from Earth. Uh, basically our next-door neighbor in the cosmic sense. Sure. Uh, the researchers used the Habitable Zone Planet Finder, or HPF, in Texas to confirm the planet's presence, which uh, was first spotted in 2019 by the Kepler. So uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was <laughs> spotted by a scientist that was already taken over by an alien, and he just magically found this planet. Well, no, they've been scanning. I'm, I'm kind of unimpressed by this, actually. They scan constantly the sky looking for these uh, Earth-like habitable planets this one's so close to us and they just now found it in 2019 it's terrible. yeah that's, they're lazy hey yeah. well by the way have they have they said whether or not you can smoke those alien proteins or not or eat them uh if you smoke it i'm putting you in a in a chamber and probably blowing your brains out uh, after whatever <laughs> will's, will's gonna come square, find you yeah. <laughs> it's pretty square you will uh-huh okay well this is what the scientists <laughs> say about this new habitable planet quote G940b is amongst the uh, top 20 closest tra transiting planets known, which makes this discovery really exciting. Further, due to its large transit depth, G940b is an excellent candidate uh, exoplanet to study its atmospheric composition uh, with future space telescopes. I mean, uh, so what, what are the chances hmm. they're just making this shit up to keep their jobs at this point? <laughs> high. That would be very awesome. high. Yeah, very high. I think very high, too. And if so, if so, they need to hire like, me. I'd like that. Similar to Earth, like it's just like a, a same colors, <laughs> same. Okay. The continents are shifted a little bit. Nobody can really check their their your information. They've, they've got moons, the only one. Two. We said two, two moons. Two yeah, moons. I think, I think I found out from doing this job that if hard factor doesn't work out, I'm just going to start like a space blog <laughs> yeah. and just be like a crazy space blogger. I'll yeah. read it, Will. Oh yeah, I know. I'll get. I'll have four readers. You guys in Hardo Hive. So basically. We may have found uh, Elon's next target after Mars. Uh, there's also a potential super planet orbiting even closer on a star called Proxima Centauri B. That's only 4.2 light years uh, from Earth. So I don't know why the fuck they're looking at this one 90 light years away. Maybe look at the 4.2 scientists. With a way don't... cooler name, too. Right. Not G940 pounds, but Proxima Centauri. I'm in. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I don't understand. I don't understand why scientists have to be so confusing. There's something 90 light years away. There's something 4.2 light years Wes, away. Wes nailed it. They're making this shit up. They're making you should it write up. a letter, Will. 
Yeah, well, I'm no scientist. I'm just telling you guys what they said, and that's Space Mountain. All right. All right, guys. Slow news day, so uh, we're going to cover this one anyway. Got some good news for alcoholics and drug addicts. It turns out those massive headaches you are suffering from on a daily basis may actually not be related to all your substance abuse and instead could be a direct impact from all the time you spend on your smartphone, Uh, not to Hmm. be confused with dumb phones that can only call and text. So a study of 400 people in Indiana that regularly suffered from various headaches, such as migraines and tension headaches, which I think are the same as orgasm headaches. And if you've ever had had one of those, you know they they can ruin your day. Yeah, you have high blood pressure and you uh, come a little too hard. Yeah. Whoa! What are you talking ah, about? Watch out! What are you out. talking about? Yeah, I'm t- you get they, you get a fucking headache. That's you, what that you, is. Yeah, drink your water. Um, yeah. So, oh, uh, man, yeah, for so, real? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a real thing. It's a real thing, and it hurts. Um, <laughs> so you know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, they took these people and asked them about their cell phone use, and lo and behold, wouldn't you know it? The those little smartphones you hold close to your brain as they beam countless invisible death rays to and from space right next to your noggin can actually cause your headaches to worsen. And smartphones, f- smartphone users are more likely to take pain meds with less relief from headaches than people who can't afford well, smartphones. What? Can we st- can we start stop saying smartphone users in 20? 20- I mean, it's everybody. Right. You just said humans. Every- humans. anybody who can afford them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Anyone that can afford the smartphone study. Homeless finds. people have smartphones. It's they true. do. I see them all the time. I, th- I think their families pay for them and so they can check and find out if oh, they're, they're good, alive. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. So uh, when separated into two groups, group one being uh, people with smartphones and group two being people who still use phones that can only place calls and texts, the study found that while 96 percent of smartphone users were more likely to use pain meds, only 81 percent of outdated cell phone users were taking pain meds. However, there was absolutely no difference between the two groups and how often they got headaches, how long they lasted and how severe they were. Bullshit study. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's bullshit study. Shit's garbage. It is garbage. Yeah. I mean, Um, it's. It, it, I mean, I'm doing everything wrong. I just need a, a car to hit me, like a bus to hit me and just kill me instantly. Are you getting headaches when you have sex? I'm on my phone seven hours a day. I'm drinking. I'm, I'm smoking weed. Right. I'm, I'm not doing anything right. Right. Well, I'm not doing gonna, anything right. Yeah, I was going to talk about that, Marcus. Oh, I mean, the study did find that, like, okay, so, so you know, smartphone users, the new, it's called, like, a text neck or something where everyone's looking down, which can mm. uh, add strain to the spine, which can then, sure. you know, cause more headaches, eye strain, because you're just looking at this fucking screen all day. Um, I know, probably, I'm not alone that, that uh, I get in frequent arguments with my uh, girlfriend about how much time I'm on my phone, and, you know, so we did, like, the screen time test of, like, who's on the phone more, and the number is just embarrassing about how much time I'm actually on the cell phone. If you really want to find out how, how pathetic... Um, you know, you are uh, turn on screen yeah, time on well, your iPhone, and, and, and our jobs sort of requires to be on phones a lot. So it know, is. You know, I've been on, when you compare it to your productivity. You know, right. One of these days, I hope the cell phone just has my brain explode instantly. That'd be sweet. <laughs> Seven hours a day on the screen. Yeah. So you know, uh, n- nothing here to change anything really, but uh, you know, something to think about, guys. So crazy. Right, we got to move through this last this last round. Of the all right. You guys are all familiar with smoking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yep. Love it. Also with the term and concept of secondhand smoke. You guys mm-hmm. familiar with that? Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. Well, I hung at my house when we were kids. Turns out now we have to worry about thirdhand smoke, which is the type of smoke that sticks to like your clothes and like the walls of buildings and shit. Hmm. Uh, a new study out of Yale. Yale University uh, says that thirdhand smoke um, is the tobacco contaminants that adhere to walls, bedding, carpet, and other uh, surfaces until a room smells like an ashtray. That's still uh, secondhand smoke. 
Right. It's, yeah. it's well, sort. Yeah, I guess. I guess the smoke's not technically floating in the air because it's, it's, it's settled. Stuck. It's become it's tar settled. on the, now it's on third, the ceiling. Yeah. Now it's yeah. third hand smoke. It's complete bullshit. Well, it's apparently third hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, apparently third hand smoke is. Right. Yeah. It's common in movie theaters, as that's where the study took place. Uh, the nerds spent four days testing samples they found, um, and they found uh, dangerous chemical levels were less in G-rated movies than in R-rated movies. Right. Uh, how, how about working on the coronavirus or anything else, you <laughs> fucking assholes? <laughs> Third-hand smoke, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, they, they did a study so that they could make up this term that they wanted to make up right. before they started the what? study. What's next? What's next? Uh, uh, I mean, first of all, every, so everyone that went into a bowling alley between 1960 and 2005 has three eyes. Yeah. I like, was conceived in a bowling alley. Right? Like third-hand smoke. What, what's next? Fourth-hand smoke? Is that from a smoker's shit and piss? You catch it in the public restroom? Right. Unreal. This is from Yale, for Christ's sake. Oh, my God. No, well, Harvard. Yale, thanks, thanks for that, Yale. That's, that's the kind of studies you're approving these days. One of yeah. the world's finest institutions. All right. Let's take it over to another one of the world's finest institutions. This time it's for real. Uh, the World Championship of Cheese. So we were talking about the Democratic Party earlier, ta- talking about the DNC. That's going to be this summer in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. But first, and definitely more importantly, the title of World's Cheese Champion needs to be crowned in the Badger State this week. So also I'd love to know. be cheese champion. Yeah, yeah, cheese champion, awesome. Badger State, awesome nickname too. So I bet you cool. get a lot of chicks too. Pretty oh, yeah. cool. Pretty cool. Wisconsin definitely gets some chicks. Uh on Tuesday in Wisconsin, a record three thousand six hundred and sixty seven entries from twenty six nations uh started the process of letting fifty five judges taste, sniff, and inspect the one hundred and thirty two classes of dairy products belonging to the biennial world championship cheese contest the judges include cheese graders cheese buyers dairy science uh, professors and researchers from 19 nations and 14 states they do uh, a more detailed evaluation than other cheese competitions with a 100 point scoring system that looks at 36 potential defects it's like a car inspection for cheese so i'm gonna guess all these cheeses are in the 90s i could get i could get into the cheese they should have just done a 10 Ten yeah. points scale, Ten, oh, like it should yeah. be ninety and up. You shouldn't be able to enter if you're not. Come on, a, I mean, it is the what world. What cheese are you going to give an eighty-nine to? Come on. It is, well, but maybe they have to have a because thirty-six potential defects. Some of these cheeses might be getting fifties, sixties. I mean, that's that's yeah. a lot of yeah. dings you could get. These guys are making up defects like the scientists l- making up planets. Get up planet. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, fucking I, Yale people make up. Come, I always cover the scientists. Degrees. I always cover the scientists who are just making up their own facts. Uh, the last time this competition was held in 2018, a hard sheep's milk cheese called uh, Esquiro, uh, definitely not saying that right, made in France uh, at uh, Molion Fromagerie won uh, top honors. And this year's winner will be crowned today, this Thursday. Watch it live tonight at 8.15 p.m. Central <laughs> at, at www.worldchampionshipcheese.org. <laughs> I will. Uh, I absolutely will. I wonder why they, they took 2019 off, you know? Uh, it, it happens a biennial oh, uh, it's competition. Biennial. Okay. Uh, although, big, big prize. Uh, exactly. It's like the World Cup of Cheese. And although yeah. they're not worried about the coronavirus spread at this time, extra hand sanitizers have been strategically placed throughout the competition grounds in Madison. Uh, so cheese on, baby. Enjoy the cheese champion. That, that's an event you can't count. Can't will, may I say that the, the, the four years you spent in French immersion really paid off on that story. <laughs> for that one word, for that yeah. one name of the French uh, cheesery. Yeah. <laughs> 
I can right. actually speak French too, Pat. Do you speak any other languages? No, I know it's great to hang when, when we travel <laughs> Europe because you can you can order beers for us and yeah. Well, it also expands the brain, you know. Let, lets you have lets you think a little bit more than what your one closed minded uh, lib big J yeah. view. You he know? could have a he could have a two cent <laughs> <in> this combo. <laughs> I'm fluent. Cheese I can king. speak French. Uh huh. Where's the cheese? Um, None of yeah. you guys could speak another language. Okay. You uncultured fucks. Un poquito, uh-huh. Will. Un poquito. So, uh, <laughs> Touched a nerve. <laughs> He's proud of his language. <laughs> Guys, normally businesses follow the old adage, the customer is always right. It's a good rule of thumb, though it has been disappearing slowly and surely over the decades. It is still a good principle to live by. However, one Olive Garden manager in Indiana should have thought a little harder before adhering to that adage with one customer because the customer was a raging uh, bigot and trying to appease his racist request got the manager fired for racial discrimination. Um, So what happened is that a racist piece of shit walked into the Olive Garden and requested that the manager provide her with a server that, quote, wasn't black to serve her a hot cup of water. And being yeah, so this is a. This is a pretty common request in Olive Garden. So I'm, I'm pretty surprised that this manager didn't have this in his training manual and know how to react. You think it's common for Olive Garden? <laughs> Just know. saying. What was last? What is that? What is that supposed what to mean? Yeah, yeah, that's a real shot at Olive Garden patrons. Yeah. Oh, bro, and I'll, I'll fucking take a shot. <laughs> what is that supposed I'll take a shot. to mean? You, Everybody Garden... that goes to Olive Garden's racist. You know that Olive Garden is not what you remember it to be. I promise you that. And, I promise you that. And the hot water. Get in there. You will be surprised. Oh, right. man. I had a great experience not too long ago at Olive Garden. Anyway, um, bilingual they... people and Olive Garden patrons need to watch the fuck out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Pat's, Pat's gazing you down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, being the idiot uh, the Olive Garden manager is, he said, no problem, ma'am. Uh, Billy here will take care of you. Uh, <laughs> no, he didn't, he didn't say that. But it, of course, which, of course, goes against uh, Olive Garden's racial discrimination in the workplace policy. Uh, the customer then really started to show the main root of the ins- of her problem, um, and that is that she is, was completely insane. Uh, she began yelling at the hostess, Amy Donahue, telling another employee that Donahue should go work at a strip club, uh, referred to her as the other one, and asked if Donahue was black or from America because surely she couldn't be uh, both in this uh, deranged one. Oh. Yeah, and she's like a time traveler from the South in the 1800s. Uh, cl- you call classic, me an elitist? Classic Olive Garden. This yeah. woman's an elitist. What a just a classic patron of Olive Garden right here. Um, <laughs> it's your everyday Olive Garden. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's, just, it's different today. <laughs> yeah, Olive Garden is going to suffer from this one. Anyway, in a statement from Olive Garden, uh, they said, we have zero tolerance for discrimination of any kind, and the manager involved no longer works for our company. I mean, clearly the manager's a moron who was just trying to avoid a big scene, but obviously you should have just kicked the old bitch out instead of adhering to her racist request. It's weird to me. Um, and uh, yeah, the NAACP well, the, they is say on the it. Customers always right, though, Wes. That's what I'm. Sa- I mean, that's what they say. But when you know when she's a racist piece of shit, Unless you kind of got to racist. You got to stick you up. Cus- for your- if you are you a customer, if you order a hot water, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, not technically. That's a good call. Yeah, I don't think weird. she was a customer yet. Yep. Yeah, not yet. they should make that rule. You know what? They should print that rule on restaurants. If you just order a water, you're not a customer. Yeah, yeah. it does not give We're you the right to be racist. We're gonna treat you like shit yeah. until you put an app. Now, if you get the taste of Italy. Yeah. You spout off at the mouth. Was it the tour of Italy? With whatever you. Then you're faced w- with a real dilemma. Yeah, yeah if you're spending sixteen ninety nine on a trade Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah. Have we'll you been to Olive Garden? We'll give you any race, race a waiter you want. Yes. Okay. I've been within the last year. Well, 
I go to check in with America. People know where we live. So does so that you're make specifically you specifically referring to Austin, Texas, Olive Garden? Talk about the one on Lamar in '71. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of two left, I think. Uh, yeah, all, right. all right. Anyway, that's going to do it for Hard Factor. Thank you again sure. for listening. We will have another live debate stream for the debates next week, right? I assume after the elections this weekend, the primaries this weekend on the 10th. So we'll have a little more information there. Subscribe on YouTube. All of our videos are coming out daily there now. So if you mm. want to see just how fat we are and how good looking we are, go check out the podcast there. It's a great way to ingest it. Um, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, 512-270-1480. It's now in our bios on Twitter. So if you want to leave us a phone uh, message on that, please do. And we will get to some uh, maybe Friday. And most importantly, have a great fucking day. At the Ellie's Garden Italian restaurant, we speak a different language. We have no words for can't and won't. No phrases for a little less. In fact, we don't know the meaning of enough. Some would say speaking a different language can make all the difference in the world. The Olive Garden Italian restaurant where all the best of Italy is yours. Come back for the endless refills of salad and garlic breadsticks that make us special. Oh, yeah!